And I'm, one of the things I'm going to lead us to see tonight is leaders leaving legacies. We must leave legacy. I'm telling you the truth. When I read the scriptures that we are reading in Jeremiah, I guess I'm happy about the king that reigned, this that does this in this time. But what is the legacy? You are a good king. So what happened to your children? You are a good Christian. What happened to your children? Are you living a good legacy? That's what I want to know. You are a pastor. What happened to your children? Yes, I try my best, but that's not our best yet. Amen. Until we see the gates of hell collapse in our lives. We have not started yet. Amen. And the Lord will continue. Look at us. Sit in front. Sit there. You know, when you come, sit in front, sit in front. I said, if you have children, if there's no children, make sure. And if you have children, that you are, I want to encourage more children in this house. We want to leave a good legacy for them. Amen. So that when we're gone, we'll be able to know that this is what we have done. And we shall be happy as we are going in Jesus' name. Once again, it was wonderful in Ireland. I slept all Saturday anyway. Didn't get to go anywhere. I was advised, you know, by my doctor, even if I have to go. Come, come, come forward. Come and sit forward here. These are my fans. Only that I've told you, we have to bath this hair very well now, you know. But his fit is very good. I love it. All these, my children that I'm raising, all mothers, take note. The addressing, everything must be executive. Amen. Mm-hmm. But he's a young man, hungry for the Lord. These are my people. They will contribute. I know you contribute tonight, too. Because you don't know all my fans. You only know these two. There are a lot of them. They will come and play saxophone for me there. And uh, they do a lot of things up there when I'm sitting up there with them. And I'm so proud of them. Let's put our hands together for the parents. The parents are wonderful people. And as you're selling in the things of God, I pray that you're selling the things of man. You'll be one of the best ever produced, whatever cost you want to do in life. I pray for you every day that the Lord will make you great in this nation. I will live to see all these manifestations. And you will all live to see them in Jesus' name. We will sit down, we relax, we cross our legs. All these people that you see, they're running after their children on uh, football pits and all the rest of that. Because they stood by them. You understand? So if we stay by our children as well, and they begin to prosper, I want to be seen. So when all these people, when they are carrying their banner over them, let me be seen, because I'm going to put down my shade. I'm just going to sit down. They will see me, not all those those who the shade I will put. You said we understand. You know what I'm saying? Because they have made me proud. Amen? Aha. So let's get ready our shade now. Begin to buy your shade, though, so that at least we have various ones that you want to use to display. Eh? And the Lord will bless us. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. So, how many of you want to contribute? Yes. One, two, three, four. I told you, this one is coming behind now. <laughs> eh? <laughs> yes. Let's keep the ball rolling. Oh, sure. You know, sometimes when people are contributing like this, get your notes and type some other things. You might think you have had it all the last time. You know, so there are sometimes that you, are, you have not written them down. Amen. Amen. 20, chapter 21. Uh-huh. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 21 was when King Zedekiah sent delegates to Jeremiah the prophet to seek insight from God on how to handle 
the uh, king of Babylon wanted to now destroy and wipe out the whole uh, of the uh, Jewish people. Yes, yeah, they were sort of besieged and everything. And Zedekiah said that perhaps the Lord might have mercy and save them. Now, what happened was Zedekiah wasn't really walking in the way of the living God. Jeremiah, the prophet, had been prophesying for many years. He just refused to listen. And now that he was in trouble, he now sent to Jeremiah for help. And so this happened to a lot of people that are around you. Yes. You know, they, they, they won't want to know, follow the God that you follow. But when they are in trouble, ah, which one? Is it New Cross that uh, the apostle is going to be? Or is it Cathedral? It happens, so you should know. We must relate it to our own lifestyle too. Amen. Amen. Or they Amen. come to your house and say, ah, I'm not sleeping today because I know that if I get to your house, things will happen. It's not only when people get crashed. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. or when they have problems that they get crashed like that, yeah. may the Lord help us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it happens to Christians to even people who are in the same church. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, um, Zedekiah hasn't put anything, he hasn't sown in God, and yet he wanted to reap in God. As mommy has said, if we haven't sown in God, what are we expecting to reap from God? So, the whole of Jeremiah chapter 21 is when the Lord has sent a message contrary to what King Zedekiah wanted to hear. He was thinking that the Lord will we will sort of perform his wonders and spare the Israel as he has done before. But in this case, God said, no, no, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to bring plague. I'm going to bring famine. I'm going to really, really do you bad. Because why? Your ways are perverse because you are not be serving and worshiping me. So it was really contrary to what Zedekiah wanted to hear. And we too, we need to take and learn from that. As mommy have said, we should serve and worship God always, all the time. And also, I mentioned that by adventure, we are, we are faithful in serving the Lord. And the enemy brings some form of trial or tribulations. That we should have a crisis plan in place whereby we can just set apart a weekend to seek God, to inquire of God. One thing I know from God, when we are in difficulty and we seek the Lord and we turn from our wicked ways, the Lord will hear and heal our land. Praise God. Number of time. Ah, yes, take that. Okay, let's read it, but make sure that you control yourself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll just quickly read what I wrote. I said we must not only seek and pray to God only when we need His help. We, must, we also must not ignore Him and we must seek Him while He may be found, which you can find in Isaiah, I think, 55 6. Then uh, this was what Zedekiah, the king of Judah, did. He completely ignored God. And God himself said, he himself will fight against the Dekiah. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 21, 5 to 7, which is the chapter we are discussing now. Zedekiah thought that God would send help to Judah as God did during the reign of King Ezekiah. But this is the God he, Zedekiah, never acknowledged. Moreover, King Ezekiah was godly. You can see that in Second Kings 18 to 19. Zedekiah was not godly. And then I said, why would God turn against Zedekiah amongst all reasons? Zedekiah I did not know him. He was an evil king. The people turned away from God as well, the, the, uh, the people that he ruled. God had warned them that they are turning away from him. Their rebellious acts 
their disobedience would arouse his anger and fury, to mention but a few. We can see and read this in Deuteronomy 29, 23, and 28, and also Leviticus 26, 27 to 28. So the prayer, my prayer now is that may we not make God our enemy. Like mommy just mentioned now, may we not run to God when we need his help, but we should constantly worship him with all our hearts, minds and souls, and in spirit and in truth. Dickness Mercy also referred us to Psalm 27 verse 4. And this says that we must always dwell in the house of the Lord. Psalm 27 4 says, One thing I desire of the Lord, just to paraphrase, one thing I desire of the Lord is that I will dwell in the tabernacle of the, in the house of the Lord, in the tabernacle of the Lord, to behold the beauty of his holiness. So we must constantly, constantly and consensuously and continuously dwell in the house of the Lord. We can even see that Psalm 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High will abide, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we should constantly dwell in the house of the Lord. May the Lord empower and strengthen every one of us. And not that when, it's only when we are in trouble that we will run after Him. We should constantly, constantly seek Him. Because God Almighty will deal with us as we too have dealt with Him. May the Lord guide us. May the Lord lead us. May the Lord direct us. May the Lord remove everything that is of this world, that is debarring us from worshiping him. May the Lord remove them from our hearts and set us to the right path that we should take God first in everything. Matthew 6.33 said, Acknowledge the Lord and he shall give us all that we desire, just to paraphrase that. So may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah verses 21 to 30, verses 21, 3 to 6, which reads, Then Jeremiah said to, then Jeremiah said to them, Thus he shall say to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, with which you fight against the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans who besiege you outside the walls. And I will assemble them in the midst of the city. I myself will fight against you with an outstretched hand and with a strong arm, even in anger and fury and great wrath. I will strike the inhabitants of the city, both man and beast. They shall die of a great pestilence. <coughs> and, in, and although I could have spoken on a lot of things in this passage, I would like us to zoom in where it says, Behold, I will turn back the weapons of war that are in your hands, with which you fight against the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans. The people had sinned to such a great extent that God was going to even turn their weapons against them. Judah had a very vast army, but God was going to turn it against them. If you read further about on the passage, <coughs> you will find out that what Jeremiah prophesied did come true. When, while Zedekiah tried to escape, his soldiers turned their back on him and ran away. But the important thing is, why did this <coughs> happen? Hezekiah had, was in a similar situation, but God came through for him, first by wiping out the attacking army, then by th- sending those who survived back to their land. Uh, back to their land. <coughs> so why wasn't the same done for Zedekiah? The reason is that Zedekiah committed many sins in secret, which he thought went unnoticed. He didn't take into consideration the fact that God sees everything. So as I conclude, I would like us to pray that in our lives God will strengthen us to do his will, even in secret, that we do not fall into this situation. Amen. 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 Let's go down to 
Um, praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 21, verses 8 to 10, which reads, Furthermore, tell the people, this is what the Lord says. See, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. Whoever stays in the city will die by the sword, famine, or plague. But whoever goes out and surrenders to the Babylonians who are besieging you will live. They will escape with just their lives. I have determined to do this city harm and not good, declares the Lord. It will be given into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will destroy it with fire. And the focus here is on the severity of God's punishment towards Judah. Zedekiah came seeking godly intervention, but because of his great sins, God proclaimed not peace, but rather judgment. Those who surrendered to the Babylonians would be made as slaves, and although they would have their lives, the rest of their life would be a misery. And those who stayed in the city would be killed by the attacking army. The ones who escaped the army would be killed by famine and starved to death. And the plague would finish off those who survived the famine. God wanted to leave no remnant for Judah. And by the time they were set free, the city had become abandoned and derelict. Thus God poured out his wrath upon the Judeans. It is hard to imagine that this is the same God who had parted the Red Sea for Israel, then brought water from a rock and brought meat to the wandering Israelites that now was turning against them. Uh, They had sinned so greatly that God was prepared to destroy what he had spent hundreds of years building, Israel. We are living in a time similar to that of Jeremiah. In 1553, in this same England, a person could be hanged or whipped for using the Lord's name in vain. Yet today, we see all the time people can just um, shout, like, oh my God, if something happens. And so, um, it's the same thing. But we can't just talk about the country for turning its back on God. Because as human beings, we are all liable to sin. And God knows that, which is why he gave us Jesus as a redeemer. However, as Paul put it, we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. We must watch our hearts and our minds that Satan may not infiltrate us. And we must stay strong that we will not suffer the same fate of the Israelites. And God will strengthen us as we do so. Amen. Amen. Do you know something that I actually get from what he said we older ones must take care of these younger ones we joke certain jokes that we are not supposed to be joking about we do certain things that we are not supposed to be done our people our children are catching along with it and they are doing the same wrong thing you know he made reference to england in 15 something they feared god but look at the england today and and that referred me to what i had in mind that i'm going to tell us in that Jeremiah chapter 1, when God sent Jeremiah, he said, look, I've sent you a difficult job. Like we are all having difficult job. Amen. Amen. To be a Christian in our days today is not, not a joke. How are we going to change the heart of these people that Satan has turned around? You can be in your office today. I have this in mind and I really thank God for this young man. You can be in your office today. Somebody can be Juliet. Today, then tomorrow is going to be John. Then you must abide by it. How do you convey the message of the Lord to such people? May God use us to reflect him on a regular basis. That's the reason why we cannot do what they do. That's the reason why we cannot wear dress the way they dress. That's the reason why we cannot talk the way they talk. Because what has this derivative that we are studying, what has it got to do with our own self? 
we must be good evangelists for God. He's not just going out there to share the leaflet. He's going out there to represent God. And God that was with Jeremiah will always be with us. You remember the time that this Ezekiah king was doing what he likes. Jeremiah was there prophesying the destruction of Judea and Jerusalem. And yet they were doing what they like. So when the real thing now came, that was the time that they were looking for Jeremiah to come and help them. God's response to that was that, when you did not hear me, I'm not going to listen to you either. So we must not hesitate to be telling people about the coming of the Lord. That's what strikes my heart. God, Jesus is coming. When he will come? You will see. But I pray that we will not be among the people that are coming to knock our door at all. You know, because we will be still running to look at my neighbor at uh, number B, B7. But your neighbor is gone. There is no God. Because that is the time they want that prayer. I remember when there was war in Nigeria. During that time, they were taking some people, uh, ransom and all the rest of that. That's the time that people now come to congregate in my father-in-law's house. I don't know them there, but the story came to me. Because they know that in this house, they pray. That's the time that uh, prayer became meaningful. So every hour of prayer that they do by themselves, now the whole compound come and pray together. We don't want to get to that uh, 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 stage. So let's begin to reflect, reflect Christ like never before, knowing that God has sent us. He said here, and I will always bring that to our re- uh, remembrance. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in, your, in, in, the, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. We must always know that we have been set apart. Each time that we are thinking about how we are going to uh, join the, uh, we are, as we are in the army of God, we are going to fight the battle with him. Said, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Allah, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. We can see that. We can't say we are too young because the younger ones are here. So every time you are reading about Jeremiah, always remember this, that the God that has been with Jeremiah will always be with us too. He said, but the Lord said to me, do not say, I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. We must go to everyone. There are people that God has sent across our path. I can come to your place of work. You can come to my place of work. But there are some people, the reason why God gave you that job is because you must go on the path of these people. And they must be saved. Is, I'm not saying that you go and chunk the gospel into them. There are ways. The Bible says, by their fruit we shall know them. We want to reflect Christ through us like never before. Some people will look at you and say, ah, there's something about you. Then you use it to start something. It's just the glory of God, you know. I read the Bible. This is what God said to me this morning. And I try to make sure that I follow the pattern of God. You try to use a kind of way to, to speak to them about God. What is this God, God, we are talking about? Then you can refer them to the Bible. Do you understand? And that's the reason why every one of us must carry this Bible in our head. We don't have to be opening Bible. Anyway, I don't know whether you are, uh, you are used to the Bible, but this is what the book of Jeremiah says. This is what the book of this says. You understand? So that they will have understanding. They, themselves, they will be so inquisitive to say, I, I want to really know what the book says. Then that's the time you bring the book to them. And you'll be able to tell them like, uh, Nicodemus stories and all these stories of the Bible. You're, by that, you are winning them. 
Not that they don't know. Some of them, they know even more than what you know. But they want to know how you are reflecting it by your way of life and how you'll be able to speak to them through the word of God. So that they themselves will go back. Some, sometimes after talking to them, they will go and bring the answer. I don't have a Bible. But thank God for internet. Then through the internet, you bring the Bible out for them so that when they get home, it's not that you want to buy them Bible that they will not read. But the internet is with them forevermore. Amen. So, always have this in mind, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 10. And the confidence that God gave to Jeremiah that anywhere you go, I'll be with you. And in all these crises, in all these uh, crises that uh, Jeremiah went through with all these kings, you see that it was God, that word of God that remained. So, let us have that word of God that remained in us. Because sometimes fear, it happens to anybody. Fear will grip you. It's only when you want to talk to people that are really close to you. There is fear, can I break through here? Just tell God to take away that fear because the God of Jeremiah is what? Is with us. And that's the reason why Jeremiah could say, okay, now that, because Jeremiah did not only preach to the people and went to Okula. He preached to the people and he followed them up. That's why when they got into problem, that now what Jeremiah had prophesied had come to pass, Jeremiah is not one of the lying prophets, he said the truth, and when the truth came to pass, and they came to Jeremiah, Jeremiah went back to God. Jeremiah did not think in, he said that he knows what to do. He went back to God, and he brought God's reply to them. One of the things that caught my spirit is that, that our God is a consuming fire. You know, we sing it. Won't you hear the warning? God is fire. The same God that forgives, the same God that is merciful, the same God is also the God of wrath. That's why one of the prophets prays, instead of wrath, Lord have mercy. So we don't want to face the wrath of God. Now that the wrath of God has come, they were besieged everywhere. The things want to begin to happen. They now came to Jeremiah. But God's reply to them was not really very good. Was not really very good. May we not get to that point. Charlie, even among Christians, among the church, the man of God will say, pray. Come to a prayer meeting. Do this. Nobody will pray. But let one single problem get to them. You will, they are the first to get to even prayer meeting maybe seven o'clock, they'll be here for six o'clock. We don't want to get to that stage. Let us hear what the spirit of God I, I can only watch on the internet. I can only watch at home. You know that as if we are watching at home, uh, there is no way that he can come and suggest this to us. There is no way that she can come and teach us. There's no way you can teach us tonight. So let's come together. The only people that are far off can watch at home. But those of us that are here, we must get together so that we can encourage each other and be able to be partaker of this great thing that God is saying. Is there any other person? Any other person? Is that the fourth person? Then that takes us to chapter 22. If there is no other person. One of the things that I want us to see, you know, one of the things that I'm carrying us along to see, I know uh, Josiah is the father of this. Joachim is the son of this. Uh, Joahaz is the son. I'm, I'm interested in them. But at the same time, I just want to, what I want to explain from this 22 is about legacy. What is the type of legacy that we are leaving behind for our generation? Josiah was a good king. But look at the type of children that he brought forth. We don't want that kind of history. So when we read this uh, uh, 22, what I want us to look into, even there are some things I wrote in 21 here. Let me just quickly 
read that, that to us. We have known uh, that uh, Pasha, the son of uh, Micaiah, is not the same Pasha of uh, Jeremiah 20, uh, 21 to 6. These are need to know that we ought to know them. Amen. So when we hear about it, we must know. So uh, uh, Zedekiah in crisis. I wrote here, why does God come to Jeremiah? Where does the king come to Jeremiah for help? Why? Because of the attack from Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Zedekiah expected the Lord to perform wonders as in previous times and fight on their behalf. I wrote Isaiah 36, 37 there. As in the days of Hezekiah. And God has always been there for them. In their sin, God will come and will do everything for them. But this time, it's not so. He sent Pasha and Sephaniah the priest. First Chronicles 24, 9 and 18. The people of Judah and Jeremiah in their practices have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God. And have worshipped and served other gods. This was the reason why this war is coming against them. There are a lot of people in the body of Christ today that have forsaken the covenant of God. And they are serving other gods. We must take care of this. We are reading it about Jere- uh, 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 the time of Jeremiah. It's happening in our lives today. Some people say, let me live my life the way I want to live it. Let me do what I want to do. You can't control my life. I have my life to myself. No. Here, sometimes I will help you to control the life. Because that's the reason why God has sent me. The God of Jeremiah will, will help me. Amen. That is what I, I rest upon now. So when I see any little thing, you cannot bring the world to the church. We have to carry the church to the world so that the world can come in. But they will not come and entice us and do evil things. Because if we don't follow the covenant of the Lord, bad things happen to us. And that's for the reason we are reading these scriptures. So it's not, we are not just reading it to know this story. We are reading it so that we can act it. Amen. Amen. And it says here, the people of Judea and Jerusalem in their practices have forsaken the covenant of their, their God and have worshipped and served other gods. Jeremiah 21. Despite Jeremiah's prophecies regard Jerusalem's destruction. He's been telling them. The man of God speaking from the prophet, Jesus is coming one day. Uh, God wants us to do this. These are the rules. Don't come and tie me under I know the Ten Commandments. Don't know no for it. But let us practice it. That is what I'm talking here. He said the leaders have mocked and did not regard his word from the Lord. King Zedekiah in his desperation now approached the Lord. Because war has come. May, may it not be until the devil now meet us at, at, at the crossroad before we are now looking for God. Let us seek him like we have had when he's near. Compare King Zedekiah's expectation, verse 2, with what the prophet pronounced as a response to the king's request in 4 to 7. Note verse 7. These are some of the questions in case I have a positive service question that I'm putting down. You understand? Some of you that are wise will be able to catch along with what I'm doing here. Note verse 7. That the king himself, his officials, and the rest of the people in the city who survived the plague, sword and famine, will be put to death by the sword from their enemies. The, by their enemies, the children, who shall cut them off in cold blood. 
God will show them no pity since they have continued to sin against God. Even people that escaped uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar, they didn't take them into exile and everything. Since they are in that city, they will be killed. God's expectation from the royal house, Judah, which is the house of David. Look at that 21, 11, and 12. Then verse 13 as well and 14. What Zedekiah needed to do before he could approach God for help. They were there in that verse. He should. And these are the things that when you find yourself falling, or when you find yourself backsliding, when you find yourself against God or doing what is wrong in the household of faith, what are the things that you have done that you have not been doing? You can also grab this and be able to uh, put it in what you should be doing. What Zedekiah needed to do before he could approach God for help. Because you can't continue to sin and expect God grace to abound. So what are the things that you are supposed to do? He should administer. Is there in that verse from that verse seven, eight downward? Number one, he should administer justice or execute judgment every morning. How do you do that? You must meet God in prayer. You must pray for nations. You must pray for people. Don't do me, 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 me kind of thing. Me and my family. You must bring your family together. You must not have your own time of prayer uh, that you are praying and other people are not, your children are not praying with you. Things are not happening with you. You know, that has really destroyed a lot of families. Husband is not praying with wife because we are just hearing. We are not doing things that we ought to do. So if you see yourself left behind, because sometimes you are left behind. I tell you sometimes, when, because I'm, even I'm supposed to be here, maybe I, I'm not here in the Bible study. I'm left behind. I have to go back again to read it over and over again. And it happened to some of you. Oh, where did we stop? But if you are here, if you are here all the time, you'll be able to do so. It's, we must fellowship. So this uh, Zedekiah, needed, what does he need to do? Because he's falling back. He needs to administer justice and execute judgment every morning. You can write this against that, Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 16, Daniel chapter 4, 27. And that Daniel chapter 4, 27, God pleaded with Nebuchadnezzar to change his way and gave him 12 months to do, to do so. But unfortunately, there was no repentance in the heart of this proud king. And the dream was fulfilled. Daniel chapter 4, 28 to 34. When we find ourselves, you know, backsliding, when we find ourselves contaminated against the will of God, doing things against the will of God, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to repent. Amen? Amen. And take away every form of pride. But uh, uh, this king was not doing that. But he wants to be protected by God. God will not protect you at all. What Zedekiah needed to do before he could approach God for help. Because he has come for help. But all these things are still around him. Rescue anyone who has been robbed from the hand of the oppressor. Or his wrath will break out and burn like fire because of the evil he has done. Burn with no, quench, uh, 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 burn with no one to quench it. He cannot trust Sorry. He cannot trust in the strength 
and location of the city and feel that they are safe. 21, 13 to 14. And so on and so forth. I just put that down for us to read. So now let's go to uh, 22. Judgment against wicked kings. You know, all these kings who are stated there, they are all from the royal uh, uh, trays. But they are evil kings. So there is judgment against them. And this, I want leaders to be very sensitive to this that we are about to read tonight. And I started by telling us, what legacy are we leaving for our children? Are you leaving bad legacies? Or are you leaving good legacies? I'm happy that we have done it, but woman, what's your legacy? You must begin to think about the legacy, especially in the things of God. Are we leaving our children to go out of God? Or are we leaving our children to be in God? Josiah was a good king. But all the children that came after him. That's why I said, I'm interested in uh, Joachim, Joaz, Shalom, and Andrew is all this. But the main interest is, I want to see the real thing. Which one is bad? Their father was good. Their father did good things. But the children, terrible things. Which has brought problem to that lining of the king. So we go quickly here. Judgment against wicked kings. This is what the Lord says. Go down. You know, again, you must have it in mind. Jeremiah was sent to pronounce difficult messages. If it's you or if it's me during Jeremiah's time, will you be able to go? God has sent us to go. Even small evangelism, yeah, we can't go. You go there and argue and argue and say, they are not hearing me. Me, me I'm fed up of this Christianity. If this is how Christianity is. What am I going to do? It happens to me. 69 born again, 70, 71, 72, 73. Within 72 and 73, I was shaking. I didn't want to go again because they are caning us. And I said, this is Christianity. I don't want it anymore. But God sent an angel to me. Form of Apostle Williams. Amen. Who helped me to get me out of that dungeon. Because that's the time I said that. If they, they are not, people that are in the world, are not, they, they, they didn't go through all these things. It was the time that I want to go out. So I talk about the grace of God much in my life. I to send the man of God to me. And he brought me out of that dungeon. And I never attempted to even go into the world. So I speak about the love of God. So if God sent Jeremiah a difficult message, he also sent us this same message. To go and bring a lot of people out. But Jeremiah initially was fearful. But through the encouragement and the word of God that he received, he now strengthened him. So look at when it was called again here. So I want us to always have that Jeremiah chapter 1, 5 to 10. At the back of our mind, each time we are reading about all these difficult messages that he was going to, 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 to give. This is what the Lord chapter 22 says. Go down to the palace of the king of Judah and proclaim this message there. Just someone tell you to go to queen of England now. To go and say something. Will you even dare to be able to go there? But may, may God grant us boldness. Amen. As we speak about him. Say hear the word of the Lord uh, to you. King of Judah. You who sit on David's throne. You, your officials. And your people. Who came through these gates. This is what the Lord says. Do what is just and right. Look at the instruction that he was going to tell them. It's like another John the Baptist. 
talking to the queen, uh, king, uh, king from, from, from the wilderness. Number one thing, do what is just and right. I want you to begin to, to mark it. Rescue from the hands of the oppressors. The one who has been robbed. Do no wrong or violence to the foreigners. The fatherless. Or the widow. And do not shed innocent blood in this place. This is the message that he said you should go and tell them. Can carry my microphone and begin to go and say this in the gate of the palace. Can you? It's so difficult, but he did it. For if you are careful to carry out these commands, then kings who sit on David's throne will come through the gates of the palace, riding in chariots and on horses, accompanied by the officials and their people. This is the benefit of doing good to the people. And the Bible calls us royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people. God has also sent us to go and speak. Amen. To kings like us that are doing terrible things. In the church of God today, there are people hating one another. Hatred everywhere. Jealousy in one another. Everywhere in the church of God today. God has called us to go and preach the word. Show them this. So that they'll be able to know you can't afford to do this. You must look after the widows. You must do what is right. The church of God, we have people stealing, people doing the terrible things that are so bad. But God has sent us to go and speak like Jeremiah, to priests like us. If we want to ride on chariots, amen. Today, some people are supposed to be riding on chariots. You know, when you talk about this ecclesiastic, the slaves are riding on horses, and kings are doing what? On barefoot. We are supposed to be riding on chariots, but we cannot because all these things we are tagged with all this heavy load. May God help us to carry them in Jesus' name. Say, so go and tell them because this is the position we are supposed to be. You are not supposed to be walking like elephant and eating like uh, uh, ants or whatever. How did they put it? You know, you are supposed to be in position. This is what God has prepared for you. But because you have been terrible in the things of God, you have been terrible concerning the laws of God. You have been terrible concerning the covenant of God. You have been terrible in the area that God has asked you to go. That's why you are here. Poverty is all over you. Yes, we know the Bible said that we will be poor among us. But the poverty that has, that, that has really engulfed a lot of people is because of your act, attitudes, nature, lifestyle. You cannot ride on chariots. That is the position of a king. You are supposed to have officials. They are supposed to be serving you. They are supposed to be guiding you. They are supposed to be finding you. Things are supposed to be happening around you. Remember what happened to the, the Ethiopian uh, in the book of Acts. They have to come out of the chariot. Amen. Even in that, he can ignore. You know? He can ignore. But he came out of the chariot. May the Lord help us. This is what belongs to us. We are supposed to be in wealth. But today people are just managing. That is not our portion. Managers are just managing. Like I tell the young ones, when they come to me and say they want to marry, I said, ah, you don't have money in marriage. It's a problem. 
Marriage is sour when there is no money. You can't go and steal. That's why you must get everything ready. You must do the knot and the bones before you go into it. Because your wife cannot ask you for money and you say, mwem, mwem, mwem. No, there's no mwem there. But in marriage as well, you need to, we have to, I don't know why I'm going into this. We need to make people to understand because there are some, yes, the man is the head of the house, but there are some that the woman now automatically is the one that is taking care of all these things. But that doesn't make her the head. But you have to patch up. People must not know outside that you are not the head. Yes? It's a time, a time and season. But when you pass that time, God will not put you in that your position. Then when the man has, and the man, the, ha, the man will be the one that is like, the people now will come and envy you. Then I said to people, Lord, when they want to envy, remove all their teeth so that I can know those people that are envy. <laughs> remove all their teeth. Because you can't. <laughs> they will be like, well. Because there are sometimes the woman is a man. But you can't show it. My husband, my husband. And you said, yeah. So if you know, I tell the young one, if you know, you can, you, when that stage comes, you cannot stand it. Don't marry. Try to stay alone. That's why I'm calling Everybody should work hard. So that when the man doesn't have, then you'll be able to occupy. But you occupy in submission. Nobody must know. Hey, I mean, do you know that I'm the only one paying the asset? Does he have money to Ah, nobody can hear that from you. You have to cover it up. It's part of marriage game. So maybe some of you need to hear some of this. So I don't rush, 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 rush. Make sure that you all bolts and knots are tied properly before you just go into it. There is no management there. Amen. Amen. Don't know why I said that tonight. We are supposed to be riding on chariots and horses. Accompanied by the officials and their people. God has placed us in wealth. You know, he said in one of the Psalms, he said in Psalm 144, there no bridging of walls. When, when uh, how did they put them? When something, something takes their, their place, there are no bridging of walls. That's Psalm 144. He said, I know that there will no problem on our streets. When he talks, is it car or something like that? I don't know. When they carry, they have to carry heavy loads. Eh? Uh-huh. No, for it's, uh, it's uh, when you see it's 144. Those of you that are on this internet thing, you must be able to bring it out. It's Psalm 144. I will never forget it. There will be no. Uh, from verse 12. Let's read it. God has sometimes as oxen. Oxen is what I wanted to. Then our sons in their youth will be like well nurtured plants, and our daughters will be like pillars come to adorn the palace. Yes, go to a band, go, go, go down. Our bands will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, by tens of thousands on our fields. Yes. What causes our sheep to increase in tens of thousands? Our oxen will draw heavy loads. Oxen there, write it in your Bible now. They are leaders, leadership. Husband and wife, when you begin to carry your heavy load in the house, there will be no bridging of walls, no going into captivity, no cry of distress on our street. Look at what is happening on our street today. People are in gangs and everything. The leaders are not carrying the heavy load enough. The church of God, oxen. So if you are not set to your bolts and knots are not tied properly, I'm talking about finance. Don't even attempt it to say you are going to get married. That's why you see divorce, eh? he's not putting money down, it's only my money. When you are two, there is not my money anymore, it's our money. 
Even when the other one is not working, it's our money. <laughs> May the Lord help us. <laughs> it's a secret of marriage I'm giving to you tonight. I don't know why I'm giving it, but it's a secret. It's not only the wedding gown. After you are buying the wedding gown, we buy the, the, the best of the best. Some people buy million. Some people buy uh, 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 0.5 million. Some people buy, uh, 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 some people go at 80 pounds. Some people go 100 pounds. Some people go 1,500. I can't if it's not up to 1,500. Uh, it's more than that. When you get there, you see that it's not only 1,500. You need uh, more than that to run marriage. May the Lord grant us understanding. Amen. He said, and horses are supposed to be like this. They're supposed to be officials. The oxes. They're supposed to be carrying the load for you. Leadership in the church of God. Christ said, I'm talking about and many other leadership everywhere. They are supposed to be helping you to carry this load. You don't leave it to the man of God alone. And think maybe uh, he's the only one that God has called. And me, I have my job. No, we are all in this job. Amen. Amen. And God will help us. So as officials, as people of God, as uh, 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 princes, as kings, we are supposed to have all these people accompanying us to do this great work. And there are people. But if you do not obey this command, declare the Lord, I swear by myself that this palace will become a ruin. Amen. Amen. May our palace not be ruined in Jesus' name. Amen. That's why you see that some churches fight, 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 fight all the time. It doesn't happen here. And it will never happen in Jesus' name. Because God has called the man in the house. For this is what the Lord says about the palace of the king of Judah. Because they are now going against God's will. Though you are like Gilead to me, you are so precious to me. Like the summit of Lebanon, I will surely make you like a wasteland. Like towns not inhabited. May that not be a portion. We are so precious to God. But when we go against his will... When we don't do his will as we ought to do his will, that is what is going to happen to such people. And such people are not here. He said, I will send destroyer against you, each man with his weapon, and they will cut up your fine cedar beams and throw them into fire. May God have mercy. He said, people from many nations will pass by this city and will ask one another, why has the Lord done such a thing to this great city? And the answer will be, because they are forsaken. I want you to underline that. May we not forsake God and his covenant. They are forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and have worshipped and served other gods. Do you know it's very easy to do this that we are looking at? It's not only the covenant according to the Bible. When we read the Bible and we are not bringing it to pass, we have forsaken the covenant of God. When you dress anyhow, you are forsaken. Because what does the covenant say that we should do? We must dress good, look good, and everything. When we forsake it, we are forsaken. And when such a thing happens, we become an object of scorn. May that not be our portion. Amen. So underline that word, and the answer will be, because they are forsaken the covenant of the Lord, their God, and have worshipped and served other gods. When they forsake covenant, that's the time that they are eating their children. That's the time that they are uh, 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 having other gods that they are serving. That's the time forsaking other gods. Uh, forsaking their God and serving other go- small letter gods. May that not be a portion. 
in Jesus' name. Anyone who disobey God, God said he's going to make such person an object of scorn. People will pass by you and they oof. Say, but he say he's a Christian. This one don't go to say go to church now. Why? They will not become an object of scorn. In Jesus' name. It's so deep. It's very deep. Do not weep for the for the dead king or mourn his loss. Rather weep bitterly for him who is exiled. May we not be exiled among the people of God. He's talking about the Josiah and the Shalom, the children and all the rest of that here. But I want to relate it to us. Amen. Do not weep for the dead king or mourn for his loss. The king that was dead was good king. The, uh, good person, things were happening and everything. He said, please forget about that one because he's not building a good legacy. He has built a good legacy. We should be mourning and then we know that other things will be going around. But some that cause trouble. We should not mourn or weep for them. Rather, we bitterly for him who is exiled. That's why when you see a Christian, say, I've moved on. Where are they moving to? When a church like this, when somebody moves on from a, from a, this type of church. There are churches you can move on from. But not this type of church. Where the truth is being spoken. And then he's telling you he's moving on. Then you sit down. So I say, ah, if, that, if this person can leave the church, what am I doing too? Before you know you are moving on. May people not mislead you Amen. from your destiny. Amen. That's why we are studying this. We must not weep for people that are dead. There are some people that they are dead already. They, 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 he said, since they decided in their heart not to have God, they, God gave them a reprobate mind. That's Romans chapter 1. People that their mind has been reprobate or whatever, and then you want to join them, they're dead. There's nothing you want to talk to them anymore. Some people, because of greed, they say, God is telling me to move on. Greed. A lot of things happen that we don't know why. So you cannot follow them. Or you take side with people when they are in rebellion or something like that. You cannot do that. He said, but rather weep bitterly for those who is exiled. People that are exiled, backsliding Christians, you weep for them. People that are neither cold nor hot. People that are follow follows. People that follow people when they make mistakes and then they don't know what they're doing. Which you weep for such people. Because he will never return nor see his native land again. Backsliding Christian. That's when, and this is my own part of the thing. But any king that is in exile is in exile forever. For this is what the Lord says about Shalom, son of Josiah. This is the fourth son of Josiah, the Shalom here. He will die in the place where they have led him captive. You will not see this land again. May that not be a portion. That's why you can't afford to follow people that have exiled themselves from the community of God's people. But this one was real exile because of their disobedience to God and because of what was happening to them. But this is what the Lord says about Shalom, son of Josiah, who succeeded his father as king of Judah, but has gone from this place. He will never return. He will die. Let's pray for backsliding Christian. Amen. Or people among us that have exiled themselves. It's a big prayer. We have to pray for them. So people that know they are right from their left and they begin to do wrong things, they will never come to be part of this thing. If maybe this is where they are going to fulfill destiny. But if they did not turn back like the prodigal son, 
they cannot enjoy this benefit anymore. You know, there are portions that God has, has assigned to each churches. Amen. Everybody, each home in this place, there are portions. If you decide to leave your home, it's your business. Do you understand? You can never enter and say, I belong to this place again. No, 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 no. So we pray for people that are exiled. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He will never return. He will die in the place where they have led him captive. He will not see this land again. Woe to him who builds his palace by unrighteousness. His upper room by injustice. These are some of the things that these people did. Making his own people work for nothing. You see the woe is a very big woe. Not paying them for their labor. Christian. Managers. They are managing. You be cheating on people. You collect the whole money. May the Lord help us. He says, I will build myself a great palace. With spacious upper rooms. So it makes light windows in it. Panels. Panels each with cedar. And decorated it in red. What a beautiful palace. Does it make you a king? Does it make you a king? To have more and more cedar? Did not your father have food and drink? He did what was right and just. So all went well with him. He defended the cause of the poor and the needy. And so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me? Declares the Lord. What God is saying here, we must do good. Hallelujah. We must do good. Every time we must do good. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about, legacies. When they are talking about their father now, it's the good that the father has done that they are talking about. But the children, they were doing wicked things. The wicked things that they were doing were the first that was announced there. They only make space for themselves. Govern the people. Collect the people's money. And they use it to do whatever they like. May we not be in such class. He defended the cause of the poor and needy. God wants us to do that. That is what their father was doing. And so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me? Declares the Lord. But your eyes and your hearts are set only on dishonest gain. On shedding innocent blood. And on oppression and extortion. You don't have the knife to kill them, but you stab people from their backs. May the Lord help us. Your hearts are setting dishonest gain. Ah, uh-uh, ah, God has called me too. We can make money. You have forgotten that in the money you make, you are going to pay bills and everything. When you start to see the reality of life, when God did not call you, then you begin to see, ah, I didn't know that it was like this. May God help us. But your eyes and your heart are set on dishonest gain, on shedding innocent blood, and on oppression and extortion. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Joachim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my brother, alas, my sister. They will not mourn for him. Alas, my master, alas, his splendor. He will have the burial of a donkey dragged away and thrown outside the gates of Jerusalem. May that not be a portion. Go up to Lebanon and cry out. Let your voice be heard in Bashan. Cry out from Abarim. For all your alleys are crushed. 
I warned you when you felt secure. But you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth. And you have not obeyed me. Did that not be us? The wind will drive all your ships uh, away. And your allies will go into exile. Then you will be ashamed and disgraced. Did that not be a portion? Because of all your wickedness. You who live in Lebanon. Who are nestled in cedar buildings. How you will groan when pangs come upon you. Pain like that of a woman in labor. As surely as I live. Declares the Lord. Even if you, Joachim, son of Joachim, king of Judah, were a signed ring on my right hand, <laughs> I will still pull you off. Signed ring and rings of honor. Amen. But even if you are so honored by me like this, but because of all these things that you have done, I will pull you. I will dishonor you. I will deliver you into the hands of those who want to kill you, those you fear, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and the Babylonians. I will hold you, the mother, you and the mother who gave you birth into another country. We are neither of you was born, and there you both will die. You will never come back to the land you long to return to. In this man, Joachim, is this man, Joachim, a despised broken pot, an object no one wants? Why will he and his children be hauled out? Cast into a land they do not know. O oh, land, land, land. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Record this man as if childless. A man who will not prosper in his lifetime. For none of his offspring will prosper. None will sit on the throne of David or rule anymore in Judah. May the Lord help us. Instead of wrath, may God have mercy. I wrote here, judgment against wicked kings. I'm able to judge these few things. God's message from Jeremiah to the wicked kings and his official, verse 3. This is what the Lord says. Do what is right and just. Can I encourage us? We are special before God. The Bible says we are royal, peaceful, a holy nation, peculiar people. We are so peculiar. And God loves us so much. And let us do what God's intention is for us. What he wants us to do is what we should do. They do what is just and right. Because if you look at legacy, like I said, their father did what is just and right. Rescue from the hand of the oppressor, the one who has been robbed. There are people that are robbed in various ways. I don't know how I can put it, but the Holy Ghost will put it well for us. In Jesus' name, we must rescue them. Some have been robbed of wisdom. Some have been robbed of knowledge. Some have been robbed of their education. Some have been robbed because of friends, because of gangs and everything. If there is any way we can rescue them, we should rescue them. Some have been robbed by trickish men. They robbed them of their destiny. 
young girls growing up, they trick them and they rob them. The way you can put robbery here, I want you to put right. And the Lord will grant us understanding. Do no wrong or violence to the one who has been robbed. Don't increase the pain. Hey, if it's my own, I can't take... No, 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 no. Anyone that is robbed in any way, let the word of God that comes out of your mouth be seasoned with salt and be able to restore people. And maybe that, have, that find themselves in problem or lead themselves to problem, don't use your mouth again to create more problems for them. Let's help them. And continue. when you help them, don't just stand there because they, there are several ways that Satan, if you help them this way, they will open another door for them to be robbed more. So let's help them. Amen. Amen. People that have been robbed of the grace of God upon their lives. Let's help them in our prayers. Or violence, or people that have robbed of violence to the foreigners, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place. Verse 4, the benefit that follows the obedience to God will be, that Jeremiah 22, 4 to 5. For if you are careful to carry out this command, then kings who sit on David's throne will come from the gates of the palace, riding in chariots, that these are the things that follows you now, and the, your own things will be good. Amen? Kings that come from, they will not be kings that are walking barefooted anymore, people that are in pain anymore, but people that are glorified. Those, the gates of the palace, riding in chariots and on horses, accompanied by the officials and their people. They will be honored people, not people that will be put to shame, like disgrace like this. But if you do not obey this command, declares the Lord, I swear by myself that this palace will become a ruin. May our palace not become ruined. And see people that they started the family together, now they are no more. May that not be a portion. Church is started, they are no more. Palace of God. Because it's not God from beginning. It was built on sand. It's not built on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. May we build our life on Jesus Christ so that our life will not be ruined. I, I said, note that disobedience to God will ruin the life of a child of God. Disobedience to God. May we be obedient to God in the name of Jesus. We cannot join the world to live a fast life which does not come or which does not come or, or, or holds God's blessing. Yes, we come with or holds uh, God's blessing. We can't live a fast life that does not come with God's blessing. Amen. Verse 7. Say the Lord will send the Babylonians to destroy the royal buildings. May that not be a portion? Psalm 74, 5 to 7, describe how the enemies use axes and hammer to destroy the temple. Let's, let, let's look at it there. Psalm 74, verse 5 to 7. They behaved like men wielding axes to cut through a thicket of trees. Yes. They smashed all the carved, paddled with their axes and hatchets. They burned your sanctuary to the ground. They defile the dwelling place of your name. May, that, may we not face this type of opposition in the name of Jesus. Because he said he will send the Babylonians to destroy the royal buildings. 
There are many Babylonians that are destroying, you know, our body is the temple of the Lord. Amen. Amen. By the time we yield our body to the devil, Babylonians, devil himself and his uh, cohorts, they will come to cause destruction upon our lives. And you know, in those days, the, uh, the panels that they used to build the house, if you read this very well, they use panels, they use everything. Babylonia, when they come, they ruin everything. We have seen some of it in these war-affected areas. When they begin to show you when there was war and how they destroyed royal buildings and all the rest of that, may God not let us go through it. And we must see our body in this respect, that our body is the temple of the living God. If we allow devil to enthrone this body, it will be it's even more than spiritual cutlass and axes that they're going to use to destroy all the panels. What are the panels in our body? You know all the panels I'm talking about now. May they not be destroyed. I'm not going to mention it. In Jesus' name. Verse 8 to 9. They will become an object of scorn to many foreigners who travel past Jerusalem. They will not become an object of scorn. I said that to you. They will wonder why the Lord had done this terrible thing to them. But the answer will be because... They are forsaken and worship false God and are not loyal to him. Better get some of the things that I'm telling you there, putting some answers there, and don't tell me that I, I, I don't understand. So let's look at that verse 8, and that's what I want us to. You want God to honor you, you must honor him all through. And that verse 8 says, People from many nations will pass by this city, and we ask one another, Why has the Lord done such a thing? To this great city? And the answer will be because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God and have worshipped and served other God. May that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. We will not forsake God as we move on in Him in the name of Jesus. I rest my case here tonight.